So what you saying? Money. Get out my business. Okay. Hey guys, how you doing? My name is Hero. This is the Identity Booth. Um, I like listening to this dude named Philip DeFranco. He does a great uh, TLDR type uh, news show. Uh, definitely like inspired a lot of my uh, the, my creative liberties when I'm filming these shows and these things. So I really want to give support and full credit to him. Um, when I make this a uh, video link, I'll actually put his link to this video in the comment section. But he does a really good job just talking about the January 6th insurrection that's going on. So, uh, so basically, for all you guys don't know, today we started hearing witnesses from the January 6th insurrection. And it was kind of... It's kind of been a whole thing, but I'll let him get into the whole rap a little bit of it real quick and then we'll pick up with the story. January 6th met and so far we've seen incredibly powerful testimonies from four police officers who were present that day. And as far as why it's taken over half a year to get to this point, I mean, you have Republicans doing everything in their power to prevent House Democrats from investigating what happened. Our Democrats want a bipartisan committee shot down by Republicans. The Democrats go, okay, we're going to push forward. McCarthy, give us some Republicans. McCarthy then trying to push on several Republicans who have promoted the big lie about the election onto the committee. With Pelosi rejecting Jim Jordan and Jim Banks, who very notably voted to object to the results of the election. Well, McCarthy ended up pulling. Like, it's just crazy that people are sitting here and argue with me and say, they're the same. Democrats and Republican are the same. Really? Really? Maybe your brains are scrambled eggs. His picks, two Republicans are on the committee, with Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger joining the committee, which is incredibly important because we have seen a number of Republican lawmakers, like a surprising number, have been pulling out all the stops they can to get you to forget that Donald Trump supporters tried to take over the seat of democracy. They've been actively trying to rewrite history and push this false narrative downplaying what happened that day. That's why it's so important we talk about this because here we go. What well, we've seen Republican members of Congress describing the insurrection and insurrectionists like this. There was no insurrection, and to call it an insurrection, in my opinion, is a bold-faced lie. Watching the TV footage of those who entered the Capitol and walked through Statuary Hall showed people in an orderly fashion staying between the stanchions and ropes taking videos and pictures. You know, if you didn't know the TV footage was a video from January the 6th, you would actually think it was a normal tourist visit. Which, I mean, that right there is an absolutely insane thing to say to, like, not in any way address the countless videos we have inside and outside of the Capitol of this violent mob attacking the Capitol Police. And side note here, this is a plea and a criticism of YouTube. If you would please not suppress my videos when I try and show those videos because the, the comparing and contrasting of the bullshit to what actually happened is important. How are you gonna kill a video search, discovery, and recommending because the truth is too gruesome and it's being denied? And so that's why the testimony today is so important to compare and contrast what you just heard there, that bullshit, to testimony from the people on the ground. Today, we got to hear from DC police officer Michael Fanone who rushed to the scene after violence broke out describing the situation like this. There were individuals that were trying to grab a hold of my gun. I remember one of them distinctly lunging at me time and time again, trying to grab my gun. And I heard people in the crowd yelling, get his gun, uh, kill him with his own gun. I believe that there were individuals in the crowd whose intentions were uh, to kill me. They tortured me. They beat me. Uh, I was struck with a taser device at the base of my skull numerous times. And they continued to do so 
until I yelled out that I have kids. We've also seen many Republicans spreading the outright lie that the insurrection was a false flag operation, like Matt Gates, who said back in January. Some pretty compelling evidence from a facial recognition company showing that some of the people who breached the Capitol today were not Trump supporters. They were masquerading as Trump supporters and, in fact, were members of the... And, and this, and once again, super villain level type disinformation. And shout out to, you know, Philly Frank for all of this. And I'll put the link to the rest of the episode. But I just want to, like, show people, like, there is no, like, oh, they're both the same or they're both... No, there's one side that's clearly on the side of evil. It's so apparent. It's so clear. It's so ridiculous ridiculous that this is even a conversation that we have to constantly keep having is there's no equal parts in this the fact that we can't hold people responsible for this and that they're trying to like this is <laughs> like the fact that they're trying to literally erase like they talk about preserve our history uh don't why don't y'all want to recognize this why don't y'all want to recognize this Oh, oh! The the Confederacy wasn't about slavery. Then what was it about? Taxes? Shut up! <laughs> like Matt Gates is the absolute worst. Actually, I want to go back a little bit more and check out a little bit more of this. Violent terrorist group Antifa. Right, Gates and others want you not to believe your own eyes and ears. I understand this is like very obvious to anyone that's still tethered to reality. But I mean, it's so incredibly important and powerful when you compare and contrast Gates to the now numerous officers describing the attackers as Trump supporters, like DC police officer Daniel Hodges, who recounted his efforts defending the Capitol. And what he called a white nationalist insurrection led by individuals he repeatedly called terrorists and Donald Trump's people. Capitol Police Sergeant Aquilino Ganell also echoed that. I was in the lowest West terrorists fighting alongside these officers. And all of them, all of them were telling us Trump sent us. Nobody else, there was nobody else, it was not Antifa, it was not Black Lives Matters, it was not the FBI, it was his supporter that he sent them over to the Capitol that day. With Harry Dunn, a U.S. Capitol Police officer on the ground describing the situation like this. I told him to just leave the Capitol, and in response they yelled, no man, this is our house. President Trump invited us here. We're here to stop the steal. Joe Biden is not the president. Nobody voted for Joe Biden. With him going on to say that he told them, well, I voted for Biden, doesn't my vote count? Which then prompted a torrent of racial epithets. One woman in a pink MAGA shirt yelled, you hear that, guys? This voted for Joe Biden. Then the crowd, perhaps around 20 people, joined in screaming, boo, No one had ever, ever called me a while wearing the uniform of a Capitol Police officer. With Dunn going on to say that numerous other black officers also told him of similar instances with insurrectionists calling them slurs. Yet another black officer later told me he had been cr confronted by insurrectionists in the Capitol who told him, put your gun down and we'll show you what kind of you really are. With Dunn also going on to condemn Trump. And this is why I really wanted to talk about this story. Because on its face, on its face, black people are the only people standing between, like, the fall of this country and, like, whatever bullshit random Republicans think is really going on. Black people are literally propping this country up still to this day. And we're suffering for it. Those are real American heroes, if I've ever seen them. 
There's no, there's no way you couldn't pay me enough money to defend the Capitol, even before the insurrection. But I think it's super important that we like bring these type of things to front. Shout out to Philip DeFranco for putting this story out, and fuck uh, YouTube for suppressing this. Like these things need to be talked about. They need to be brought to the forefront of our minds. They need to stay in the forefront of our minds. We need to be able to articulate and be able to s- distinctly say in history books, Matt Gates and uh. Paul Ryan and uh, uh, Johnson and uh, fucking what's it called the racist turtle looking dude what's his name um, <laughs> the racist turtle looking dude we're all on the wrong side of history it shouldn't be a hard delineation delineation for us but for some reason we're still having this conversation but I appreciate having the conversation with you guys first and foremost thanks for liking thanks for sharing uh, I'm interested to know what you think uh, I always ask this question when we talk about history. where were you at when the insurrection of our country took place what were you doing what were you thinking in and how did it make you feel how will you think that in 20 years the story will be remembered uh, leave your comments below like share subscribe tell me how you guys feel about the situation and uh, you can find me on on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Spotify, Anchor, uh, and iTunes. So we're like everywhere, like these guys. Eric likes to say, I appreciate you guys kicking it with me. But it's so hard to find through the daily grind. We're working overtime. And I'm sleep deprived. Shorty on my line. And we fuzz and fight. Seems like every night. Don't care who's wrong or right. I hope the end is like. Slow it down and we can catch the vibes. The vibes.